So the Olympics is going on. Yep, pretty much. And um, well done to uh, our hometown hero, Mr. Schooling. Yes, Joseph Schooling. For schooling all the other swimmers into a gold medal, huh? We're, I'm guessing you're saving your A material for the later bits, especially with particular reveals about a certain franchise where its creator left. And... Episode number five, v, five? V, yeah. episode V, mm, like Metal Gear V, yeah, pretty much, like Batman V, Superman <laughs> V, yep. <laughs> and that was the voice of Shafiq you just heard, and I'm Mr. Toffee. And today I kind of let's just go through a few things before we start. Like um, you know, I kind of want to talk about before we start. Uh, I just want to say this to all the fans out there, to all five of you guys who just added me on Twitter and. Uh, I'm really unprepared today. I have to confess. I may not be on my A game, but I will deliver yes. the best comedy, geek-centric content possible. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. Don't worry. And in fact, the, the topics I kind of want to bring up is... Um, yeah, that was this movie I saw like last week. I did a review about it in uh, geekculture.co. How do you it's, score these kind of things? I don't know. Yeah. I just talk to people that, and like that hey geek write a movie? journalism money you know swimming in fat cash <laughs> yeah yeah I guess so anyway um, this movie is called Kingslave Final Fantasy 15 um, that's one thing I'm gonna talk about mm-hmm. the other thing is um, you've seen you've seen a bunch of Netflix movies as of late not really movies, oh, not movies sorry uh, TV series TV series I figure that the fans don't want us to just focus on video games and movies because that's been the majority of the content so far but I did get a chance to Netflix and chill by myself. Aww. But I want to talk about two shows that really captured my attention, which is uh, Stranger Things, which is getting a lot of hype nowadays. And uh, this new show called The Get Down. Mm, I've heard about that. Yeah, Dude, if you're a fan of hip-hop, old-school hip-hop, or if you're a fan of music, this show, yeah. wow, took me by surprise. One caveat, though. Yeah. It's spearheaded by Mr. Baz Luhrmann himself, the genius behind such things as Romeo and Juliet, Moulin Rouge, The Great Gatsby. Oh, oh, we'll get back. We'll get to that later. And then the last part we're going to hit is probably a little bit of Gamescom news just came out. Yeah, and Gamescom we'll is like kind of happening of right now as we speak. Yeah, as we're recording this right now on a Wednesday night Yes, okay. in a small little room with mirrors in, for some reason. In a closet with mirrors Yeah, because we keep things sexy over here. Yeah. And scary too, at points. <laughs> yeah. It's just the air conditioning, bro. Yeah, <laughs> so I thought it was the ghost of Christmas past. Oh. Like looking behind me. You're making fun of my Christmas tree, aren't you? Oh, yes, I am. Oh. Anyway, yeah, so Kingslave. Are you familiar with FF15's lore? 
by any chance like a little bit of it with the brotherhood uh, team, uh youtube series going on and you know about the story of four guys on a road trip to the kingdom mr toffee how dare you sir of course i don't know anything about fantasy <laughs> <laughs> look all i know is that the game is like slated no, it's been delayed, right? It has been delayed to November, yes. So there's just two more months to touch up and polish. Yeah. And probably... Uh, Fix that really, really crappy frame rate that they showed in their previous demos. And it add Enchantress to the ending final boss. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Callbacks. Uh, anyway, hey Yeah, yeah, so here's the thing. If you don't know your your slight lore or if you have you haven't been catching up with FF15 news and stuff... I haven't been catching up. Kingsclave might actually give you more questions than answers when you watch it. But, to Ooh. be fair, it did state itself on the title that it's a companion piece. I mean, the title says there Final Fantasy XV. So, fans, you're gonna eat this up. This is a really visual... This is a visual standard in a sense. Even though the edits are really fast, but then again, most CGI in video games, they do cut and edit really fast. The story is there, definitely, but you just feel as a actual movie person watching it, like, with no expectations or whatnot, you'd be like, I sort of see a story there, but some bits are just getting cut off, like, left off intentionally. Maybe they're saving it for 15 as, like, some backstory, or maybe they, they, there was enough time to actually show the whole thing because maybe the movie's two hours longer or, like, 30 minutes longer for all you know. What's the running thing of this piece? I think it was about one and a half. Did it feel long or did it feel too short? Well, that's the thing. It just felt enough. Okay. But the thing is, I felt that... It, Initially, I thought it felt enough because I got the intro, which was, which was really done quick and was actually done really painlessly. Speaking of the intro, right, you can watch all 12 minutes of it on uh, yeah, like 12 minutes, YouTube yes, yeah. right now. Yeah, you can. Yes, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so you got the intro. You've got the fight scene that just showcases what the hell is going on in the present day of that universe. Okay. And you've got the City of Insomnia. You know, yes, that's what the city is called. Um, it's um, <laughs> any clever spelling, or is it literally? <laughs> yes, it is insomnia. Yes. and yeah, you got. I mean, this is established lore here and there. So basically, King Regis, the guy who rules that part, he's his actually, name is Regis. Yes, Regis. Yes. Oh man, we're all up with the clever names. Yeah, 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 played by Sean Bean. Come on, it's FF. They're not really known for being clever. With the played names. by Sean Bean. Yes. Of Lord of the Rings and. Game of Game Thrones fame? That is correct. Yes, yes. Which means he dies, right? <laughs> I'm just going to laugh that off. But anyway... Oh, wait, he does. <laughs> oh, by the way, spoilers. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know, honestly. <laughs> we have to find out. Will oh. he or won't he? Anyway, it's about this guy owns a kingdom, all that. He has his neighboring... He has this one neighboring country being sort of like having a protection shield all over it because of, he has the power of the old kings back in the day. Okay. Protecting him and his subjects everything from an invading force of Niflheim and Niflheim who has all these uh, robots these demons and they got these like mechas and monsters going on okay with the guns and whatnot and they actually are holding this uh, woman princess person hostage uh, Luna Freya is she related to Regis uh, no 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 but they were sort of friends in a sense way before the invasion from Niflheim okay so Niflheim basically just uh, royally basically just took over uh, Luna Freya's country mm-hmm. so basically she's under 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 rule from there okay but at the same time she's also sort of held, held as a hostage but not so much like a royal hostage per se with, along with her brother oh, okay so these characters 
Uh, do we have to care about these characters? Or are, well, they, are they just plot devices? Um, half plot devices if you're not familiar with FF15 lore, but half you kind of want to care for them because they are integral subject matters in FF15. Okay. So, yeah, so enter these uh, Kingslave characters. They're actually secret covert ops guys. Well, I won't say secret. They're more like special ops guys. These are the guys the with the teleporting swords, right? Yeah, the, tele- the warping swords, yes. Okay. Which is a thing in FF15 because they're actually borrowing from the king's power. Okay, and that's why King's Slave, right? And all that power comes from the king because he has the power of the old gods, old, old kings back then. Mm. So now the thing is, the Niflheim kind of wants to broker a truce. Basically, if they send, if they basically give half of the, almost all the, the cities and the towns that Insomnia kind of owns, yeah. except so for Insomnia, then they'll call off the war that's happening right now in that soul story thing. So in a nutshell, it's basically my kingdom versus your kingdom. Yeah, pretty much, yes. I brought monsters, you have this one hero. Yeah. Okay. It, it is basically boils, boils down to that, yes. But the way it's been told, it's like, you <laughs> sort of want to get it, but only if you know a little bit about FF15's history, then it might be tough to grasp it. So I think this might be the problem for the casual viewer, because if they're not, you know into the lore or if they have no idea what they, what's going on right they only get like a sort of half big sort of expert story that they, they I get mean is watch. there enough exposition to kind of like keep people on pace with they what's tr- going on in the story they try to but then they also have to add in some character building moments They which the main character Nyx one of the, the Kingslave Kingslave uh, top soldiers played does. by Aaron Paul <laughs> breaking bad fame yeah pretty much does he say yeah fuck science <laughs> I kind of wish he did but he plays a pretty alright as a he's pretty alright as a sort of Dude, responsible but sort of roguish guy I feel really bad for Aaron Paul because this is his second video game movie it, it does not suck right. like no, the last movie off, he was breaking in. bad then he went into Need for Speed yes Need for Speed and now he's doing another video game movie yo the next Aaron Paul thing will be probably a Uwe Ball joint, which I'm oh my very worried about. <laughs> oh my god. Because I really like the dude, man. I think he's, he's he's a wonderful actor. And, like, I've seen interviews with him. He seems like a nice guy. I just want him to... Just Get a big break, right? The guy deserves some success. Yeah, a big break movie. Uh, but I don't know. I think oh, it'll be and Luna Freya it. was also voiced by uh, Lena Headey of Game of Thrones fame. Really? You got yes. two Game of Thrones actors in this. Yes. That is... Big money, but then again, Square Enix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have money flying around just for FF15 and its brand, so... Okay, so I'm so, coming across as the layman. Yeah. I have no idea what's going on at FF15. I don't follow the lore. I don't follow the YouTube series. I haven't done any reading up. All I saw was the trailer for the game. Okay, now I see this thing. This movie. First thing that comes to mind. We're all the Asians. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't answer that unfortunately maybe they're from Nimrian and another subsection kingdom somewhere Being outside of Insomnia <laughs> persuasion myself I felt very nah this isn't for me first problem second thing um, I saw the first 12 minutes of this mm-hmm. you know what it feels like what do you know when guys play video games and they just excerpt all the cutscenes and they string them together to make the movie version of the game is that what it feels like to you yeah, that's what it feels like to me it's very choppy things happen at a pace that's very unnatural yes that is the word i'm looking for unnaturally paced because you know there's a story in there somewhere the problem is it's kind of tailored like a video game cutscene per se which is makes sense because the director the producer it's the guys who actually are producing and doing this final fantasy 
Okay. Explains a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now if they actually brought in another director who actually has done an actual movie, whether it's CG or it's uh, live action, okay. then maybe there'll be cohesion. But I don't I see it don't on really the don't really think so. I mean, to me, this... I mean, it's designed to be a companion piece. It's yeah. designed to probably sell the game. I don't think it's designed to sell tickets. Yeah. And probably, I guess... I mean, if you think about it strangely, right, this is the first time where... A vid- no, was it the first time? A video game has a movie tie-in. It's um, usually the other way around. Mm-hmm, yes, yes. I mean, can you recall any other situation where, like, here's a video game and here's the accompanying movie? Well, here's the thing. This one is... That, com- oh, wait, maybe I, those I, Halo games, right? They had... Yeah, yeah, Halo Legends. Fall of Reach and all that. Right? Here's the thing. Um, Halo Legends actually works as short stories. That was fine. Because you can yeah, watch it. Yeah, style. All right? you know, know, know is that Master Chief is a powerful dude. That's it. Okay. Yeah. But in... But for Kingslave, it it's like a side by side thing. One sorta of cannot live without the other. I hope I hope that isn't the case with FF fifteen where oh I'm required to watch Kingslave. No, Maybe the lore can be I inside. Don't really, I'm not interested in stuff like that. Okay, now um I have to say is this a spiritual successor to the spirits within? <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, no. Oh my God. There's so much hate I have for that and Yo. Advent Children. Okay, here's the thing. Hey, this you, is... you hate the Advent Children? Yes, I did. But okay. that's the best looking Cloud Strife available. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay. Okay, I guess sense the sarcasm right there. Yeah, yeah okay, okay. I'm okay, a this teenage been... girl. I love Advent Children. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. This... Among all the three, okay, fourth, if you counted the Final Fantasy Unlimited animated film. I don't. Thank God you don't. You're just a piece of shit. Um, counting all these four films with the Final Fantasy name on it, yeah. Kingslave is the best one among a lot. Which isn't saying much. I guess. I was kind of saving that line for the last part. But yes, it does not say much. does not say much. But still, as a fan... Okay, as as someone who likes FF15, mm-hmm. like what, 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 have, what a player or a fan has seen so far, yeah, it's good. That's all I can say. You're, you don't have to look at critics. You don't have to be those idiots who are actually typing on Reddit and be like, oh, fuck this reviewer. They fucking kick his ass. You know, I want to oh, chuck off shit, you know. Get him that hate. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. Some guy <laughs> thought that I was God or something. What do you think he is? God putting this review quote in one heart? Do it. it. It's funny. It's funny I'm, stuff. I'm so jealous of your position because if anybody were to ask me, are you God? Remember Ghostbusters? Yes! Yes. Say yes. <laughs> I'm a God. Just say yes. <laughs> now, okay. Here are my... Impressions, okay. I've seen the trailer. Didn't catch up with any of the lore. Looks really good. Yeah. Okay, I'll say this, you know, like... The oh, animation. it looks good, yes. Now, if you recall, I did mention Spirits Within. Mm-hmm. Now, there was a time back in the goofy 90s when a movie like The Spirits Within was groundbreaking in its visual delivery. Splendor. Oh, I mean, but you have to admit, you no, know, I saw that in the cinema, Spirits Within, and I was kind of blown away by, the, by how close to real it felt then. You know, like, if you want to compare it to what else was available, like, Toy Story or what... No, even, like, the best Pixar output, right? Couldn't hold a candle to how gorgeous that movie looked. Now, granted, boring story. And it kind of puts Square Enix in the red. It yeah. did, right? Yeah, yeah it, it did. dented their wallet a bit, right? No, but, <laughs> yo... A bit out of line. It's like, yo, but... Scargantuous amount, dude. I blamed it all on hiring Steve Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds expensive. <laughs> he was in that movie. That's the thing. I oh, remember... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was also the other guy, um... Gee, what's his name? 
Who? Oh my god, I forgot the actor's name. Oh my exactly. god. Exactly. Yeah. No, no, no. If no, you no. forgot, nobody should. No, no, he's a very popular guy. He played a lawyer. He played, um, what's that? Uh, he played Hades in Hercules. James Wood. James Woods. Oh my god, how could I forget James Woods? <laughs> how could you forget James Woods? I know. He's got... He was amazing in Once Upon a Time in America. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about um, this movie, yo, uh, my impression, if the PS game looks like that, Wow, I'm buying a PS4. Yeah. <laughs> no, because you have to understand, right? Like, um, okay, I do admit that I don't get hung up on lore in video games. I don't get hung up on story, right? But I'm one of those dumb guys who like, I really like graphics. And yeah, you you, you are okay paying 10 bucks to watch this film because it's a visual spender and it's in its own, in I mean, its own right. Is it- and the fighting and whatnot is pretty awesome. Granted, I wish the cuts were slower, and because it can be a bit hard to tell who is fighting who sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. But for the most part, I get the sense of scale of the monsters. I get the sense of scale of how the fights are. Or the hundred swords coming from Prince, uh, King Regis's uh, wallet, I guess. Or pocket. Oh, however the hell he summons those things anyway. His sword pouch. Sword pouch. <laughs> <laughs> and also the warping and whatnot. I can sort of keep track. It's Okay, maybe because I've seen too many video game cutscenes. But yeah, I can keep track of everything. It, it all works out great. And there's actually pretty two cool monster cameos. I mean, more than cameo roles. Like, Cerberus is in there. Mm, Cerberus is in there. And you know the giant guy that was summoned in the beginning? Oh, that's that diamond thing. That's, di- that's diamond weapon from FF7. Spoilers! <laughs> By <laughs> the way, that's small shit. It's already on, in public right now. I'm just being very concerned for our fans out there that, you know. Okay, okay. We literally have the last four one episodes is... back to back with nothing but spoilers. <laughs> okay, that is true. Okay, the last one can be considered spoiler per se. Um, Ultros. Ultros is in it. Ultros is in this. Wow. Well, we're played gonna... by who? Some guy who knows how to make octopus sounds, I guess. But the way, when he pops out, like, oh shit! They actually put in Ultros in this. <laughs> no, he's not voiced, but he's just basically a monster called dubbed an Ultros. But any other? Not not the Ultros from Six. Okay. Wait. okay. Spoil one more thing. Any other cameos? I think that's Does about Cloud it. Does Cloud Strife pop up somewhere? Actually, that would be nice. Like you said, I don't maybe think... like there might be his bike somewhere in the background, right? Nah. Like, for all you nerds. The guys. FF theme plays, but I'm not going to say where. No. I'll let you guys figure it out on your own it's when you watch the part it. where the Sean Bean character dies, man. <laughs> oh my God. That's when you play the FF theme. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's when you play the victory theme. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, but, okay um, but, but, but long story short, it's actually an alright movie if you oh, set your expectations kind of low. I thought that was the review. It's a long story, but short. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, anyway, um, I gave I gave it a 6 out of 10 on the geek culture side. Which is a good score, you motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's okay. a fair score. It's considering that, <laughs> Considering it's a companion piece, it's already say, it already said on the title itself. Now, okay, let's get into this really. Why is this being released theatrically this looks like something limited actually limited theater release in Singapore um, so far GV are the only guys who are distributing this film and they're showing it in once per day time slots no but this looks like the kind of thing that would be packaged in with like a premium edition or a deluxe edition game I think it might be packed in with a game I think so but do you think that this is just Square Enix like hedging their bets or like trying to make a little extra cash on the side by releasing this in Oh, in yeah, the cinema? pretty much, yes. It really is, right? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So this is what makes me worried because the thing is, FF15, 
I'm kind of like I don't read the lore, but I read what's going on behind the scenes development wise. I'm worried about that game. Oh, it's like the whole betting on black sort of thing, and FF15 is the black. Yeah, and not just that, you know, because the thing is, right, if Square Enix doesn't make bank, this might be the last time we hear from them. And like a real Final Fantasy. Yo, real... in this landscape, this economic, like, uh, mindset, right, man, I'm not, I'm not gonna throw money to watch this mm-hmm. eventually. I don't know how. I don't know. I, I don't think that. I don't want to say that it doesn't deserve my money, but I do want to say I want these guys to keep going on. Despite a failure. Despite, if, I, I, if it's possible, failure. Yeah, because it's like, you know, then the, the, the fanboy inside me is like, I, I, I gotta support these guys, you know? Because yeah. they kept it real the longest time, you know? And like... They've been pretty patient, yeah. I mean, um, I, what I mean, was the last big... When was the last time you played a Final Fantasy game? Uh, I think Lightning Return. I missed out on 14. 14 was the MMO one, right? Yeah, the MMO. The, so the I, Realm Reborn one. That was the one where they said, fuck the first 14. We're gonna do a better 14. We're gonna rewrite redo everything and but it worked out well to the favor it did well right yeah it did so well but the problem is it's not available in my region <laughs> well actually it is it should be out in Singapore I guess uh, I want to play that game but it's subscription based right yeah it's, so, so, it's subscription based probably the only few only few games that can get away with that at this time point in time then the one the other being WoW dude I think it's just WoW no, if no, you're no, trying to be a subscription based I mean wait Shouldn't it have gone free to play by now? Uh no, yeah. Apparently, uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, a uh, Heaven Sword, yeah, it's still sub- subscription based. Mm. It's the only franchise that can do that apart from World of Warcraft. I mean, Elder Scrolls did it one time, and look where they got them. Yo, man, I'm so upset with Elder Scrolls Online because Skyrim was fucking amazing. No, 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 no. When it went to free to play, and then when they announced this whole one tem temporal stuff that's gonna happen, apparently it got better. But here's the yeah, thing. That's what I heard. But the thing is, you you can't deliver half a product anymore. The audience is smarter. Yeah, and definitely smarter. But okay, like I said, King's Glade. Let's go back to that. Does this feel like half oh, a product? Um, actually, does it look like it has DLC parts? It missing? does. <laughs> it's the whole quick editing and the whole. Um, yeah, this is like a video game cutscene all combined together. Mm. I can sort of get it, but I feel that there are some parts missing unless I play. Or experience the other half. So the aesthetic definitely wasn't intentional, right? Yeah. It's either a case of not enough money or just not enough production time. Or maybe there are some scenes hidden in his set. Maybe after FF15 comes out, then they'll release the other shit. Yeah, that maybe, could maybe. possibly be it, right? The, the ultimate edition of this. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, but as it stands, I'm sending by my 6 out of 10 score. It's still a decent show. It's just that, yeah, if you go into this blind, you're just going to enjoy the colours. Nothing more. Okay, yeah, so bring your kids. Yeah, bring your kids, yes. And hopefully we create some new FF. Fans. Yeah, I hope fans. so too. Dude, we want more FF fans so that, you know. Yeah, I mean, this has been going around since the 90s, man. I, I don't want this series to end. And, like, I will do anything to support these guys. Yeah. Or at least, like, maybe release a game after every three years or so. Yeah, Not, I mean, don't rush it. Yeah, you know don't what I mean? Rush I mean, like, I like 13. Genius takes time. And good production. I like 13 too. I loved Lightning Returns. Oh, <laughs> that game was strangely I, more fun. I actually liked uh, 13 too because everything just went by so fast. I mean, like I didn't need like a long ass tutorial from 13 because I <laughs> that, that was bad. 
And I don't know the characters Yo, except for Lightning and Sans. It took them twenty hours to explain yeah. the game. To even you. though I kind of like, I even though I kind of like Vanilla's accent, it's everything else has felt. Well, really could have been. Yeah, I mean, it's not annoying. It's more like. Oh, the the American the, one or the Japanese one? Jap- American one, American one. Oh, the Japanese one you don't like? Japanese one is like squeaky. Mm, really no, this squeaky. Is, this, this is really typical. But when I hear her, when I hear her and Fang talking in Australian kind of accents, it's like that, that makes sense considering they're outsiders per se in the in the outback, the, the outback pulse area, you know. Right, right. Yeah, Eating yeah. chocobos instead of kangaroos. Yes. Good day, good day. <laughs> but yeah, thirteen two. They got a whole time traveling, uh, par- time paradox stuff, which. Was confusing at first, but I actually enjoyed the fighting and whatnot okay. from there. So I think we owe it to our fans, right? Okay, we gotta do the Final Fantasy episode soon. Yes. Not soon, dude. There's like decades of games you have to go through, and oh, yeah. additional side games and yeah, other lore. But yeah, we're. I'm a big fan. I'm. We're both big fans. Yeah, it's it's coming. It's coming, guys. So I will definitely watch King's Glaive because you know Square Enix, they. I won't say they're consistent, but they barely disappoint. Gamescom happened. Oh, okay. We're jumping right into that. I want to jump right into this. Okay. Fucking Konami. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What the f- yes. fuck? So, these guys have released a trailer for a new Metal Gear game. Post-Kojima. 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 And let's describe it word by word as to what we saw. So, we seen stuff that happened after the ending of Ground Zero. Okay, clearly... Snake escaping the helicopter. Yeah. In that opening Stuff few seconds. Up. Yeah. There's a guy named Chet, apparently, based on the press release. Motherfucking Chet? Yes. He's standing on our platform. And what gets... is he, a country western singer? <laughs> he gets warped into what some kind alternate... What name is Chet? <laughs> he kind of got warped into some wormhole. You got Snake, you got Raiden, and now Chet. <laughs> <laughs> it's Raiden. But yeah, anyway, semantics, semantics. Anyway, he, this guy gets warped into some hole. With the old platform, everything. Yeah. Guess what? Into some alternate place. You know why? Why? Enchantress. <laughs> <laughs> Call back to our Suicide Squad episode. Anyway. And then, and then a zombie... everything's a fucking hole in the sky with a blue light. God and then a zombie pops up with a crystal. I think a unicorn zombie. 
I guess. With do it, do it. It, it. Or, or else it's next stop. I, I can't tell. It's not a unicorn horn. Okay, in the industry, we call it the weak spot. The, okay, the, the weak spot. Shoot that red thing. Okay. And then this guy, Chet, gets joined together with like a, Chet. With a bunch of other... Is it with one T or two Ts? I think it's one T. Even worse. <laughs> and a bunch of other dudes, one guy and two girls, uh, killing off zombies in what I assume is Konami's own interpretation of tactical espionage action. <laughs> and I think they... Wow, words cannot describe as to what we just saw. Okay, I was there with my jaw on the floor and literally like face palming with both hands. <laughs> and I'm like, seriously, you're gonna slap the Metal Gear name on this? Wow. And like, okay, I'll just say it right. They're not making a game. This is like a big fuck you to Kojima. <laughs> it, it really feels that way. It's like, okay, Kojima, you and Snake, your snake is gone. We have this guy now. <laughs> we and don't know who the director is. All we know so far from the press release we got is it's a four-player co-op action game with tactical espionage elements. You mean like Rainbow Six? Yeah, it's supposedly, <laughs> supposedly from what we saw from the trailer, we we're supposed to buy into the fact that there's a, there's a there's stealth involved in this game. As you clearly saw in the trailer... We saw a lot of stealth, apparently. No, we didn't. <laughs> I know. This, yo, this looks, it's like, really? I, I thought the Left 4 Dead thing, like, died out already. Aren't we over that? That know? is so, I know, it's like, why are they so late on that gravy train when Kojima was still around? No, that, but you have to understand, if Kojima, when Kojima was around, he wouldn't want to make a Left 4 Dead. No. Uh, well, okay, he was actually open to the idea of spin-offs, that's why we got Metal Gear right? Rising. An amazing game. Fucking amazing game. Stupid subtitle though. Revengeance. <laughs> hey, I, 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 I grew to love the word now. Dude. Because of the way Kojima presented it. The way it just I'm, got shoved in in there. I mean, it wasn't really him who directed it, right? I mean, he gave Platinum Games his blessing. Yeah, yeah. I, less, right? Yoji Shinkawa and a few other guys. Are these the same dudes who like put Bayonetta together? Or is it... Uh, different guys, but still the same... Sort of the same guys from Bayonetta, but not anything he could these are like the Clover Studios alumni also, Yep, right? yep, the alumni. Like, dude, like, what? Uh, that game. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we, we should dedicate an entire episode to how balled out crazy that game was. That game blew me away. And the thing is, right, I've been waiting for something that in your face. No, I haven't played anything like that since probably, like, Ninja Gaiden 2, mm-hmm. where it was basically, the story doesn't matter, just fucking cut things up. Yeah. And it's, Wow. <laughs> I had the most fun. It's like, did it come around the same time as Vanquish? It or? came in around like year later, 2013. Because I had an arc. Basically, my boss and I back in the day, we were just championing this game through and through when, Dude, it, really, when it came out. When I saw the trick. The thing is, right, I still remember, like, was it E3 or I, I don't know. Like, there was this one trailer where you just see, like, uh, Raiden slicing out a watermelon any six ways to Sunday oh like, yeah that was uh, 2010 uh, for some Xbox conference dude that was so bad <laughs> like, really you can slice things up in any you know, take my money now <laughs> and then when, uh, when 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 it came to the other trailer around 2011 Toe was like yeah take 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 it more take all of it take no. it when you, when you see the Platinum Games logo there it's like Oh shit! I th- this was definitely after Vanquish, right? Definitely after Vanquish. Vanquish was dude, 2010. Vanquish is like one of the most underrated games ever. Oh yeah. Nobody talks about that, you know. Uh, and uh, it came out in a time of like what third person shooters and over the yeah, yeah. shoulder cover, but it's 
Kids, if you haven't played Vanquish, find yourself a copy yeah, yeah, yeah. Dig, and a working dig, system. Yeah, dig out your Xbox 360, you dig out your PS3. You will not be disappointed. This game will kick your ass. And I assure you, we are going to do a Platinum Games Clover Studio or Studio, Studio Clover episode. Wow, wow so we're going to like go all the way back to Beautiful Joe and Okami. Yes, we are. Speaking of underrated well, games, Okami. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Again, this will be a topic for another day. For now, fuck Konami. No, man. <laughs> I like how we're actually picking up the high point and then to the low point now. Dude, that's the episode title. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Konami. <laughs> SEO will go through the roof! <laughs> thanks, thanks very Nick's Fuck Konami. <laughs> no, we're gonna make it a hashtag like, thanks Obama. Like, thanks Konami. <laughs> yeah, we asked for this. Thanks Konami. Now, okay, okay. Let, okay let, let's let, let's let, find something good that happened when no, I was no, no, wait, 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 wait. Before we move on. Okay, let's not just jump on the hate train. Yeah. Like, let's... Okay, is the trailer still kind of fresh in your head? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Try to name one good thing. Well... <laughs> well Do your best. Because uh, I got one right now. Okay, okay, okay I'll bite. What, what's a good thing? You get to see Snake fuck off. <laughs> nope, I'm not going to be a part of this shit. I'm out of here. <laughs> that was the best thing. <laughs> it's like... Okay, we're, we're dragging the name down, but at least we're leaving him alone. <laughs> okay, to be fair, alternate universe in a, from a wormhole, that means it's like a whole new Metal Gear game outside of Metal Gear canon. They're doing the Star Trek, it's, a, it's an alternate reality. Yes, yes. It's good of good them, at least. At least one good point. Out Yo, there. I just realized something. What? Resident Evil 7 new trailer? No. Oh. Worse. There's two Vs in, there's two Vs in Survive. Yeah. So far, everything with a V has been terrible. <laughs> it's Illuminati, yo. <laughs> so you might think Resident Evil 7 might be bad. Is there a V in the title? Uh, yeah. Fuck! <laughs> Wait, no! We're Asian. It's called Biohazard. Okay, Biohazard, yeah. <sighs> <laughs> we're, we're, we'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, speaking of that game, uh, apparently a trailer just came out that just showcasing a found footage sort of thing. Actually just showing off a bit of more, like, oh, it's going to be a survival horror Without guns, get kind of game like Amnesia. Mm-hmm. So it's good, good on Capcom for actually trying to re, rebrand this or trying to. I wouldn't wipe- say rebrand. I mean, it's still called Biohazard. I mean, it's still called Resident Evil, but I think they're just trying to. I don't know. Go, re- going back reconfigure. to some Yeah. Okay, reconfigure is a better word. Reconfigure it. So it's not gonna be like your balls out action horror shooter, but it's not gonna kind of revert back to its traditional horror based survival. Okay, now here's the problem. Games like Outlast, games like Amnesia, exist. And they're cheaper, definitely. I mean, you know, these kind of games are going to come out at retail price. And I I do realize that the Resident Evil brand is strong. I mean, it's still Capcom's highest selling game. Mm -hmm. People think it's Street Fighter. It's not. Resident Evil had enough money to... What, is that Mega Man? (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) But I'm saying this right. This is their cash cow. This is them taking a risk. They're straying from formula and then I try to do something completely different. Now, I do kind of... Uh, I'm a bit hesitant with the added gimmick of the VR and all that, right? And there's a part of me that... I just want a sequel to 4 that doesn't suck. You <laughs> so you're mean? not a fan of 5, I didn't like 5. I kind of like 5, except for the whole, like, oh, there are dudes in, in mud huts with the African people. Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Dude, no, 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 but it, it, 
when five came on, all I remember was the backlash about but how this game's racist because it's set in Africa and all these black people are zombies. Like, but the part- yeah, it's set in Africa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the whole Shanty Town thing was fine because that's how poverty in Africa was no, sort of no, and but, all that. But, like, but the part where the giant dudes, black dudes with the shaman masks and the mud huts, that got like, what the fuck are you doing? I thought you tried to get away from this racist crap you've been doing. You're picking up on that. Yo, the DLC where Shiba hands her native costume. Okay, yeah, that's also another one, yeah. You had to pay you for racism? Yeah. yeah. You had to pay for your racism? Hey, and Mercenaries mode was actually kind of fun in that one. Really? Part 5, yeah, the one where you're playing different characters, survival mode, like one-on-one, free-for-all thing. Okay, but fun. do you prefer over 4? Oh, the 4 was better. Without doubt. Hands down, Without right? doubt, yes. Oh, wait, but 5 wait, has wait. merits. Which version of 4? The Wii one? Oh, GameCube. The GameCube? Yeah. Have you tried it on Wii? No, I have not. Surprisingly, very intuitive. Oh. <laughs> I was quite never shocked. tried it. Like, what? <laughs> the controls, aiming and all that, moving, turned out I right. mean, it felt slicker for some reason. Mm. I mean, and I think it's probably... I, I think it could be the jump from SD to HD too. But yeah, it wasn't really HD, but it was like a little bit more up I don't know. Like, that game seemed to be a bit more refined. But I don't know. Maybe... maybe uh, remnants from the the the, the porting over uh, right. but you know I, I knew I knew that there was a PS2 version out but I wanted to play it on GameCube when I was in Vancouver at the time uh-huh. but keep in mind I did not have a GameCube so I was really late in this whole no, game but, so I played it like probably a year or two late I guess mm. and I somehow ended up playing Beautiful Joe first but that was on the PS2 uh-huh. and I think Resident Evil 4 came out like much I mean, I only played it much, much later. Yeah, but you also have to understand, right? When Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil 4 dropped, right? That game took everybody by surprise. It was like... It, it went for the whole action mode with survival elements. And it was done very well. It, it's like... I just remember playing it and I thought, oh, okay, they dumped this down. And then like halfway through, oh my god, this is like the best Resident Evil game ever made. <laughs> I, I, I didn't get that hype part, but it was definitely a great game when I played it. Dude, it's, yeah. I, I think it still holds up. I'm pretty sure if you like, pop it in right now. Right? I think that's also why I like Gears of War more too, because of, you know, basically Cliff, Cliff Blazinski was sort of... Aping Resident Evil. Aping right? Resident Evil 4's way of playing. No, I always thought that he was aping Perfect Dark, but Perfect Dark is an FPS. Yes, FPS, yes. Oh, my bad, yeah. yeah. Hmm. But, okay. Yeah, so, anyway, uh, oh, back to part 7. I think at least part 7 may... I mean, maybe this could be like the reconfiguring re- reconfiguration it may need. Because don't forget, before Resident Evil 1, there was a game called Sweet Home on the NES that sort of gave the whole, like, oh, scary mansion sort of uh, gameplay element to it. But I can barely remember that, yeah. Uh, Sweet Home was actually more of an RPG, but it had more, like, it had limited resources and whatnot. Resident Evil 1 was like that, except you had a bazooka and a machine gun and a handgun. So you're sort of... Okay, you're not on the complete level field, a level playing field, but at least you had some way of defending yourself. Sweet Home was banking on its atmosphere, man, despite being an NES game. I feel like such an old man. When did Resident Evil 1 come out? It was 90... 95, four, right? 5. Wow. Yeah. On that was a time when they had live the PlayStation action acting. PlayStation 1 or... A... Yeah. Live action acting. Don't forget that. Oh man, I remember the guy who played Wesker. <laughs> that guy was ridiculous. <laughs> Top tier acting, bro. <laughs> and apparently, also available in the Asian edition. So we witnessed that too. Yes. Like, hmm. 
Interesting, yeah. I'm, dude, that was a time FMV dominated lots of things. No, but it wasn't the crunchy kind of FMV on the Sega CD. I mean, this was pretty like, like, genius. It was in your 320 by 40 quick time video. <laughs> yeah. You need to download Real Player or Bing Video. To oh my god. The, the stupid ages. I feel ancient now. Everything's coming to you. In Back like, in my day, we have Blu ray quality at 1080p or even yeah. bigger. Back in the day, you know, when you played StarCraft, the cutscene was just like one quarter of the screen. <laughs> that wasn't yeah, enough. You children are so spoiled now, you honestly. Pampered motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. So now, uh, Resident Evil 7 is going to take a big risk and is going to try something different. How are you feeling about this? Do you think that this is a risk worth taking? It is, considering that we're not going to see a Silent Hills ever. Oh man, don't break my heart. Either. I know, I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, you, you gotta, I gotta break this up. Because once no. you see this, right, one, if you've seen this Resident Evil trailer and how in the demo that came out mm. around the time E3 was out, you know? Yeah. That was basically them just taking some cues from Silent Hills. And which is and PT, yeah. the, the PT, the Mr. Del Toro and yes. Mr. Kojima, right? Yeah, and the other guy, uh, Yo, Merle, right? From uh, so pro- no. Daryl, Daryl, sorry, from uh, <laughs> you're talking about Mr. Norman Reedus? Yeah, no, yes, yes. <laughs> Yo, no, but like, man, I was hoping that this Silent Hill would be the game to finally bury Silent Hill 2. Because, like, so far in the entire canon. Even in like survival horror games, right? Nothing can match that yet. Silent Hill Two was great. Yes. God damn, that's a fucking masterpiece, yeah. yo. And three <laughs> and four weren't too bad either. It's no, just the ones they, after. Man, <laughs> the, and, the, and the problem is they suffer from the sophomore slump. I mean, I'm not even saying sophomore slump, but it's like you couldn't follow that up. And then when I saw like you know the PT the demo, it's like, yo, they might just do it. Yeah. They they're gonna go full Hollywood. They're gonna throw enough money at this. And, and what does fucking Konami do again? Oh, they cancel that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Not only did they cancel it, <laughs> they fired the guy who was They fired the guy, <laughs> removed the demo from the store, <laughs> so that nobody will ever ever touch this again. My god. It's like they, they're they want to do as much as they can to be actively hated. I don't know why they want to do this. These are the guys who gave us Contra. I know. What and, to and, they, and they gave us Rocket Knight. What the fuck? And Castlevania. Man? Yeah. Mostly Rocket Knight for me. I don't know. I just like Apossums. What? Apossum Knights. Uh. I know. It's a random thing, but fuck. You fuck Rocket Knight Man Arrow the Acrobat forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is another podcast we gotta do. <laughs> Battle of the Ages. <laughs> Battle of the Cartoon Mascots. <laughs> yeah. We have my list, you got your list. We're gonna punch each other in the face until... Either you wanna do it properly, right? You cannot use Sonic or Mario. Yeah. You cannot use console sellers. I am down with that. Those okay. are good stipulations. And, and you cannot use uh, licensed characters. So no Donald Duck Quack Shot. <laughs> <laughs> no Maui Mallard. Yeah. Alright. How did we get to here <laughs> from fucking Resident Evil? <laughs> Thanks, Konami, for that, dude. Fuck Konami. No, no, no. Okay, let's not give Konami too much hate. Okay? They might pull something out of their asses in the future. <laughs> Until then... Until then, I'll leave the hate to you guys, please. <laughs> yeah. Make your voices heard, you know? Like, maybe tell them this may not and be And if the they're not listening, want. yo, that hashtag, yo, keep, yeah. keep it going, kids. Hashtags work. <laughs> Believe it or not, they work. Yeah, they're paying attention. Yeah. They're definitely looking at that. It's like a sign. Turn it up.
to something happier ish happier ish yeah like um, you've been tuning on to a lot of Netflix shows as of late I've been very surprised at how much content there is on Netflix okay now uh, I know we usually talk about video games we usually talk about uh, you know movies and comic book culture and stuff like that right but I figure it gives Netflix some shine because okay as you all know a few episodes ago actually last episode no two episodes ago we talked very much into depth about Star Trek. Oh, and also we brought up Voltron because that's on Netflix cartoon. Is it on Netflix? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yes. I totally missed on it. <laughs> well, I'm on the adult section, you know, <laughs> meaning the, the, the grown-up shows. Okay. <laughs> Filthy kids. No, but basically, um, no, I, I do recall we had a little, not, not say a debate, you know, but basically I brought up the fact that Into Darkness was the superior of the, tr- the trilogy right now. And I made an effort to go and watch it again. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is, right, when I watched, when I when I when I wanted to watch it, all of a sudden these recommendations came up, and I did not realize that the entire Star Trek TV catalog was on fucking Netflix. Holy shit! Including that's awesome. the animated series, oh, which the I, animated series. which I haven't seen since I was a little kid. Yo, the nostalgia border I had. God damn! And the thing is, right? Uh, I don't know what it is, right? Yo, the animated series. How is it? Honestly, it still holds up, yo. Because it's like this came out in the seventies, which is like a full, almost a full decade after the original series. Mm-hmm. And the the best thing about the animated series is that it featured the original actors. So you had Bill Shatner, you had uh, Leonard Nimoy, uh, Mister Bones himself, DeForest Kelly coming back. I think even uh, Uhura, Sulu was there too. Yeah, yeah. Uhura, uh, Sulu, and McCoy. Uh, McCoy's Bones. Uh, was like, what's the um, Scotty. Scotty's Scotty. Motherfuck- Scotty. Motherfucking James Doohan came back to do the voice of Scotty. And, you, yo, you couldn't get away with much in the 60s, let alone that Star Trek budget, right? But with animation, the places they went, like, it was, you'll see a stratospheric difference in quality of storytelling because they're not limited by their sets or their budgets or their actors anymore. And they went to weird places in the animated series. I watched it and I thought, wow, this is fucking amazing. Were there any standout episodes that you want to talk about? Dude. Every single one of them. I mean, the animation, yeah, it looks a little bit dated, you know. But they did their best. I mean, it does suffer from a lot of repeat frames where, like, you know, that falling animation you'll see a hundred times, okay? Or that or that very, or the pose of them in the, on the bridge. Mm-hmm. Okay, you'll see that a few times. And I mean, I know they had to kind of, you know, make ends meet and cut back on costs, right? But like, the thing about Star Trek, right, if you're a Star Trek fan, right, it's the stories. So if you have Netflix, yo, and if you never had the chance to watch the animated series, okay, give it a shot. Seriously, you will not be disappointed. Now, do they even have Next Generation as well? Next Generation is there. Deep Space Nine is there. Enterprise too. I didn't. Know, I didn't see that. I saw Voyager. Oh, Voyager. Was Voyager was the one I really wanted to catch up on. It's the one with the female captain. And the thing is, is like that came out at a weird time in my life when I wasn't 
really free. I was kind of busy, like, just sorting out my career and stuff, right? But I heard so many good things, and I was like, yo, I'm going to give this a shot, you know? But, like, wow. And, okay, one thing that might kind of annoy people, like, for the original series, is the remastered edition. Oh, what's, what's so bad about it? Like, so you don't have the puppet... Uh, Starship Enterprise anymore. <laughs> so it's like a redone intro. I mean, it doesn't affect the story too much. You know, it's it's not it's not George Lucas level of, of fuckery, right? <laughs> okay. But basically, it's like you know, there are some scenes. I mean, like you still gotta, sh- like like the costumes still look goofy, <laughs> you know. And then like yeah, there are there's what was the name of the episode uh, where <laughs> basically. I think Mr. Sulu was when they this is the first time they dabbled in uh, Kirk having an evil twin <laughs> okay no but there, there was this one like creature from this planet and it's obviously a dog <laughs> wrapped in a carpet you know with like horns stapled to his forehead right but I mean you forgave it for being I mean Star Trek the original series just gets really goofy and like it, it ages really badly I mean you can definitely oh look they're using the Wild West set from like <laughs> the from that episode. other show yeah. you know isn't that the set of Bonanza they're on <laughs> no, but yo like it was such a throwback I mean like you know after all that Star Trek talk and then like me talking about how I really love I mean I, I did kind of claim that I wasn't that much of a Trekkie but yo I am and it's, it was it's just so good enough to actually appreciate the nuances and the whole purpose of what you know, Star Trek is anyway right I mean like this is the perfect opportunity for you I mean like out there to the listening adults or to the, to the kids out there right you know if you're watching the Star Trek movies and you love it yo give the old sh- shows a shot okay I mean I would heavily recommend uh, the OG the, the the original series definitely Next Generation and then after that you know you see how your tastes will cater to I mean Babylon 5 is not bad mm-hmm. okay Voyager I'll definitely have to watch uh Man, you know, if you want to get your Star Trek on, man, Netflix is like you know pulling out all the stops. Uh, Wait, how did Babylon Five get into that? I mean, it's a good like, isn't that completely different sci-fi kind of show? Am I? Yeah, you said Babylon Five. Did I say that? <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Yo, I think I meant to say Deep Space Nine. Okay, Deep Space Nine. <laughs> Deep Space Nine. That's the one. Yes. That, well, Babylon Five is also a good show. <laughs> it is. It is. It's just different guys. Different guys. My bad. <laughs> We have to edit that out, man. I just lost all my Trek <laughs> cred. <laughs> like, all right, right. Well, let's keep the whole sci-fi slash um, 80s retro canon show going. So we're going to talk about Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Okay, now Stranger Things is now the so-called the, the juggernaut of, of Netflix. Yeah. Okay, it's the, big, it's the big show. Did you know that this movie was actually pitched to five different networks and they all rejected it before... The guy went to Netflix. Props to Netflix for picking up the yeah, ball, man. Those five networks—they're kicking themselves in the pants and their asses right now. No, but the thing about Stranger Things, right, is like, okay, ignore what the general consensus is, because everybody is telling. I mean, like before I even watched the show, everybody was telling me like, "Yo, if you like '80s or if you like stuff by like classic Steven Spielberg, you know, I mean, this is your show." It's more than that. This, I mean, I don't look at it as. Like, a nostalgia show would be something like Pixels, where they're force-feeding you nostalgia. Like, oh, here's Pac-Man, here's all these things you recognize, right? Dude, Stranger Things is not just a nostalgic throwback movie. It's a goddamn period piece. Like, the the detail and the accuracy and nailing the vibe and the style. Like, even the way the kids talk. It's it's, the slang and everything from back in the day. Dude, it's it's just like watching Goonies, where you see, like, little kids saying shit. Uh, (laughs) Goonies, holy shit. I mean... Yo, if you love the Goonies, if you love um, 
freaking like you know I mean any of the classic Steelboards like Closing Thoughts of the Third mm-hmm. Kind you know if you love Stephen King dude if you love anime if you're a fan of Elfin Light you will recognize some of the best parts of this show and like the okay, characters are strong uh, maybe we back up a little bit back just explain a, bit. a little bit what the show is about I know there's a girl who controls fire and whatnot involved is it uh, no 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 okay, okay uh, please, yeah. so okay uh, I'll try to summarize this as best as I can so Stranger Things is basically story about four boys okay four little outcast boys they're dragon uh, they're dungeons and dragons nerds you know you know dumb cool kids right and played to perfection the casting was perfect and one night after a game of dungeons and dragons one of the one of the boys gets missing he gets uh, he disappears kidnapped but we don't know yet yeah, right well, in the first episode well, I mean the first episode they kind of tell you that something beyond uh, what is not I mean something paranormal supernatural is going on okay then the whole show basically revolves around how the entire town like gets together and try to like you know find this missing kid right and then that's when things start to unravel and uh, like the plot opens itself up so you have a whole bunch of characters okay now firstly um, ah, my High school crush Winona Ryder plays mm. the boy's mom. All oh, right, aging gracefully. Yes, still hit that. She does look awesome. Yes. Oh, yo, speaking of Winona Ryder, she's played a mom twice. She was Spock's mom in Star Trek One. Oh. All right, <laughs> she's right. the one who fell from the telephone. Oh, <laughs> speaking of callbacks, <laughs> no, but uh, yo, she delivers. You know, I I miss her style of acting. You know, it's like kind of deadpan but kind of emotional. It's very hard to kind of pinpoint, but she does what she does. Now, um, she starts a mini campaign to find the son. Then we're introduced to the, the kids, the missing kid's brother, who's a bit of an outcast. Mm-hmm. And then you're also introduced to the town sheriff, who basically is a, a man who is suffering from a, a great loss. I'm, I'm going to try my best not to spoil anything, because you really... Then there's also a girl too involved, right? Okay, yeah. so the gist of it is, right, when these uh, three boys are looking for their friend, right, they come across this girl, mm-hmm. very Akira style. Okay. All right. So okay. she's she's there wearing like a hospital smock. She's got like no hair. Obviously, like you know, the product of scientific experiments and stuff like that, right? And then they soon discover that she has powers. Mm-hmm. So yo yo, like I said, if you're a fan of Akira, Elfin Light, Stephen King, The Goonies, you know, all these great like flicks, right? I mean, this is everything that was amazing about the eighties, put together. And not in a slapshot way. It's like a very tight Quentin Tarantino throwback movie. And so it's like it's telling its own story, but at the same time, it's using these tropes to yeah, make it. I wouldn't even say tropes, you know, because it's like tropes is deliberate. This is references, mm-hmm. or even so, like I wouldn't even say homage, because these are the things that are necessary to move the story along. Yeah. Because it's, it's like you said, yeah, pyramids, nothing right? feels like a gimmick, and this is just like I mean, the only gimmick would probably be the music. Okay, okay. Because I mean, it's using eighties music, right? No, it's not. Or seventies. It's using like that new retro wave kind of shit. Oh. To okay. kind of mimic the eighties, which okay. I'm not really a fan of, but is is definitely, I mean, it's attempt to capture the vibe and the atmosphere and the look and the style of like you know films from uh, films and shows from the era. I mean, they got it spot on. Story's tight. Acting's good. You'll be surprised. I, you know, what I was really surprised by what. How freaking violent it gets! Ooh, okay. There's quite a bit of gore in this. <laughs> you know, I, I, my interest is peaked. Yeah, totally. I mean, so it's thirteen episodes. Was it twelve or eleven? Uh, around there, I guess. Okay. I mean, I just finished watching it like a, a day ago before this podcast, and I was just binging, like, and this was the thing is right on my work schedule. I couldn't do this late at night, right? You know, but the thing is right, I, I, 
as tired as I was, I couldn't go to sleep. You think it would just grab your attention. And uh, believe the hype. This is probably one of the best shows that Netflix has put out in a while. Nice. And I think, yeah, because of how it's designed and how it's put together, it is targeted at my demographic. And yeah, you know, like, I mean, you'll watch this and you'll be like, I was that kid. I was that Dungeons and Dragon nerd. You know, I wish I had superpowers. And I mean, like, the dialogue, uh, the settings, the, I mean, like, I mean, the acting's pretty good. I mean, even for kid actors, they, they did an amazing job. And I would only say, like, you know, if, if anything, right, if, 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 if you want to get Netflix and you don't know why, you do, this will probably be one of the reasons to get it. So, seriously, Stranger Things, for me... Highly recommended. Highly recommended. Uh, if I had to give it a score, goddamn 9 out of 10. Whoa, that is okay, high. Okay, only one thing kind of bothered me about the whole thing. But that's spoiler territory, right? No, it's just that I wanted more. Ah, okay. It's okay. just too short, man. Yo, I think they just announced a sequel. Ooh, I mean, second season, right? No, or which would be a Stranger Things sequel. 2 oh, or something else uh, I think that if, the, if I recall there was an article that, uh, was it on New, no, I can't remember where I read it but it will be a continuation of this story Oh, okay. because okay. what I was afraid of is like oh it will be like an anthology thing like you know what they did with True Detective where they just had to change everything for the second season and oh, it just right. didn't work okay. so I was like oh they, 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 they're bringing back the team again so I was like okay I'm really looking forward to it Cool, cool. Yeah, this is definitely gonna be something I'm gonna watch. You will love this show, man. Do it. You, you once you even the smallest of references, right? You will giggle your ass off. <laughs> uh, I actually saw another TV show, but yeah, uh, you know, there's a show called American Crime Story. Uh, All right. The people vs OJ. Apparently, it's not bad. It's really good. Oh, too. is the one with Cuba Gooding Jr. as, as OJ Simpson? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Ross from Friends. He's actually Robert Kardashian. What? Yes. No, here's the thing. All the... the, the We've gone full circle now. Yeah, okay. no, I know, I know. This is not... I, I, don't know. I wasn't sure whether it's something I should bring up for a pop culture podcast. No, 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 sure. No, but, no pop we'll, culture we'll also includes historical moments in time, I guess. Oh, it was definitely within that period when the 90s was just hit happening. This was after the Rodney King beatings and the verdict, the unfair verdict that yeah, I mean, the cops get. Kids, just Google OJ Simpson. You yeah. will be surprised what fucking celebrity can get away with yes yes and, and this happened the in the 90s yeah and here's the thing the team i mean even though we know the result of what happened after the case all that it was just the way this uh tv series presented itself as you know telling the stories of the district attorneys the prosecutors and the judge and of course robert kardashian and his conflicted moments and whatnot but it so it doesn't bias it's not I mean, it's not like all of everyone Stone. gets the spotlight. So it's not like Oliver. Even Stone. though it's called Pete, o- even though OJ's name is on top. But what I'm saying is like it's not like Oliver Stone stuff, like JFK style, where like oh there there is a conspiracy or like they're not trying to push an answer down your throat. No, it's not. It's just presented as is per se. So like a, a series of mis- uh, unfortunate events, yes, a series which of unfortunate led events. to him being acquitted of fucking yes. murder yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean of course we know the one thing they brought up a lot was the race card which the prosecutors for OJ were actually bringing up so much no but were you aware or were you paying attention to the OJ trials when it that's the thing I did up? not I mean I only did my reading online and through books were you too young or uh, I guess you could say that maybe I just didn't care too much no, about that I was very aware of it this happened to me like you know I, mean, I think this was the first time I recognized what racism was. 
Oh, you know what I mean? Like there was a, but thing is like we live where we live in Singapore. It's like we just see everybody and like you know everybody's a different color. Yeah. Doesn't and matter. And it's like the f- I mean, it was like things like this or movies like Mississippi Burning, or even like um, American was, History X or no, American uh, History X was way later. They made, ra- they made the racism right cool. <laughs> no, no, do the right thing. That was also probably a do the right thing. thing. Yeah. Like at least Spike Lee movies where I was. I mean, like you know, as an Asian, I was like. This was my only outlet to understand the plight of the black man. Yeah. And then, like when Rodney, not just when Rodney came, even when OJ Simpson came out, it was like, huh, this is actually a problem there. Yeah. And the thing is, it still goes on to this day. And we didn't know because this is all America anyway. This is but America, this is like yeah. the most highly televised court case ever. Yo, this was like this is the reason CNN exists yes. because they needed to do twenty four hour news coverage on yeah. this fucking thing. Yes. And the, the the thing is, right, we were all slapping our foreheads over here, like, yeah, he did it. How did he get acquitted? How the hell was this still going on, you know? Yeah. I think it was about a year, right? Oh, wait. Spoilers? <laughs> he gets away with murder? <laughs> yes, we're spoiling history right now. Go read a book. <laughs> if, if you're the asshole who hasn't seen Titanic, spoilers, the boat fucking sinks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you will appreciate this TV series a lot really? because it's actually, again, I guess you could say it's a period piece. Again, not even a documentary. It's like just a series of unfortunate events presented in TV format. But it looks to me too much like a courtroom procedural. Oh, there's not... There's there's that, but there's also, like, the stuff outside the courtroom. Oh, okay. A lot of the character building. Oh, wait, the, who plays Kato Kaelin? Kato. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Some white guy. I don't know, honestly. <laughs> but he looks dudish. He looks dudish. You know, like, dude bro surfer California guy. Oh, man, they show you. I totally forgot most of the actors. <laughs> they should have gotten Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, it's such a misopportunity. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth with the long blonde hair comes in as Kato Kaelin. Um, there like was the a woman... character witness Thor. Yeah. I mean, Kato Kaelin. <laughs> there was a woman named Sarah Paulson, some act- an actress. She actually played a uh, judge, uh, Marsha. Okay. The one of the district attorneys. She's really strong. A really strong actress in this one. Okay, but okay, I need to ask. Kilo Gooding Jr. as OJ. How do you feel? Hey, just spot on actually. Really? Yeah. Very sympathetic, but at the same time, what the fuck, man? This guy, you know. You get this whole what the fuck great thing going on behind the behind the friendly face. Mm. Yeah. You know, I actually had to go back to YouTube to see all that stuff that was on TV show to actually see it. Oh, yeah, the, the commercials and whatnot, yeah. Because uh, I've never seen the Hearst commercials where he was in it. Dude, I don't even... I, I mean, see the thing. I heard about the whole OJ verdict thing that, make, that people were making fun of. And I watched Naked Gun, the last one. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? OJ Simpson was actually that guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, no. You know, he, he had some proper acting roles. I think he was in Towering Inferno or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you can't look at those movies the same way again. You can't look at Nordberg and think to yourself, that's a killer. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. That bumbling idiot. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) It's a goddamn cold-blooded killer. (laughs) Well, at least he made a killing off those films, Yo, puns. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag fuck Konami. (laughs) (laughs) You have no idea how long I was waiting to use that line. (laughs) And with that, I think that we can is, end that. Okay. That is so wrong, man. <laughs> and with that, yeah, we, we, rec- let's uh, just uh, leave it there yeah. right now. Okay, rec- I recommend the show, The People Who's OJ. Good you got, show. You got any yes. number rating on this? Um, I'd say 9 out of 10. Really? Yeah, it's really good. Compelling? Very compelling. Dude, I was up all night. I was late for work because of this show. I will add that to my wish watch list. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, now, speaking of black people and period pieces... <laughs> okay. You got a new you want to bring up. That's awesome. I got... Okay, the thing is, right, I was going back and forth on Netflix, right? And then, like, uh, as I was, like, you know, consuming my Stranger Things, right, this show popped out of nowhere. And um, it's The Get Down. Ah, yes. Have you heard of this show? I heard that Will Smith's... Will Smith's son was in it. Yo, this is perfect casting. Because if you need a little kid to be weird, eccentric, and just really spaced out, you can't do no wrong. Okay, uh, give, me, give me the lowdown on the get down. So the lowdown on the get down, oh, is that your flow? <laughs> Are we dropping bars, sir? No, no, no. But okay, basically, this was set during the, oh, the 70s. No, but this is basically about a kid and um, you know how he survives life in Brooklyn during the... the I would say not the birth of hip hop, but in the early, the golden age of hip hop. Mm-hmm. Okay, and how he discovers this music. Well, basically, this is a musical treat, no? Because it's like, I think a friend of mine told me that, oh, this felt like Romeo and Juliet with the hip hop background, or that this was like a reaction to Hamilton or having, like, you know, like hip hop be like the, the soundscape for, for a story, right? For the American history. Or, story. or is it, it's like West Side Story, the hip hop version. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all of that. Okay, because it's directed by Mr. Baz Luhrmann himself, okay? mm. the genius behind like Moon Rouge, and I use genius very, very uh, thinly. Okay. You're probably not going to like what I'm going to say next. Nah, what, I, you, you like Great Gatsby? <laughs> actually, I did. It wasn't that was too, so fucking boring. I, okay, no, no. It wasn't too bad. Okay, anyway, yeah, go on, go on. Uh, wait, wait. You, you really like Romeo and Juliet, huh? Yeah, I got it's of its time. Yeah, I know, I know. But it was a nice movie to bring with chicks. Dude, I, I liked it too, okay. I fell in love with Claire Danes. Okay, we're digressing too much. Yeah, yeah. So, the Get Down. The yo. Get Down. Yo, first episode, I'm a fan of hip-hop. And I'm also a fan of hip-hop history. Mm-hmm. What I love about this show is how they kind of mess with it. So you have actual hip-hop, like, uh, like people like... Uh, 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 DJ Cool Herc's in it. Mm-hmm. The Grandmaster Flash is in it. You know, and it's basically like, I mean, it's the story of all these kids who come together. I mean, besides the lead actor, whose name escapes me right now. Oh, God damn. You know, but like, he's basically chasing the dream of being with this girl. Mm-hmm. And this girl is chasing the dream of having a singing career. Okay, and it's like, um, all I gotta say is, right, a lot of things go on at the same time. This guy's name. I mean, uh, is it this guy. I, I, by the way, for the audience, did I open oh, up IMDb? We're on IMDb. E- Ezekiel Zeke. <laughs> yes, that's his goddamn name. Okay, played by what's his name? Justice Smith. That is a cool name. Yo. Now, why couldn't you name him Justice Smith instead of Chet? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Metal Gear Survive, starring Justice. <laughs> Justice Snake. Yo, new new Twitter handle. I shall be Justice Snake from now on. Okay, like. But the thing is, I binge watched this too. You know, I mean, it's been a while since I watched a musical show that I enjoyed. Like the last time I felt this way was probably like first season of Glee before it got ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like oh, like and the thing is, it's set to hip hop, good hip hop, old school hip hop. None of that trap stuff. None of that new sound. You know, but it's like your classic breaks. It's like, uh, wow, I could recognize like uh, you know, Run DMC beats. I could re- uh, recognize Eric B and Rakim beats and like flow and it's a good show I love the music I love the characters and it actually portrays the history right no yeah. it doesn't oh 
It okay. fucks around with it. <laughs> okay. Because okay. basically, Grandmaster Flash is like some mystical, like magical guy who's like okay. Uh, one of the characters is this uh kid called Shaolin. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. Like. I thought Wu Tang reference. I mean, like he's a Bruce Lee fan. He 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 he's like he likes kung fu, mm-hmm. but he's like a street painter, like a graffiti artist who wants to kind of uh, turn away from that and be a DJ. So he is uh, asking for tutelage from a uh, Grandmaster Flash, and I love like how he reacts to him. Is like oh, he calls him grasshopper and stuff. Like <laughs> oh, it's nice. super kung fu and shit, you know. And it's basically like you know he's teaching him like. I don't want to spoil anything, you know, cause it's like you know, I mean, if you're if you're a fan of DJ culture, I mean, if not just the music, but also like uh, how life was like back then, you know, like uh, how they lived in the projects. This is like the first episode is basically like you know this Shaolin kid, right? Like all the other actors have heard of him. He's like some amazing graffiti artist, but they've never seen him. Mm-hmm. And they bathe him in mystery too. Like oh, he's got these red pumas that is always like you know never dirty. It's like you know he can fly, he can jump across roof. Uh, uh, he jumps from uh, roof to roof. Uh, that 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 goofy, very charming like take on it, you know. Hmm. I, I mean, like I, it's it's Baz Luhrmann. I mean, he just borrows all these people from history, you know. I mean, to kind of create this weird like uh, like alternate history sort of maybe right? alternate history. Yeah, yeah, I would say that you know, but it's like you know, uh, <laughs> I can go on and on. No, let me like. This show, amazing music, amazing set pieces, the songs, the actors. The, I think the only major problem I have with this show is that it falls into that Baz Luhrmann kind of schmaltzy melodramatic moment. Oh, right, um, he right. Only I, think directed, I, I think I know what you're talking about. He, he only directed the first episode, and then after that was basically uh, the, the second B or the, the AD. But... And but you can feel that tone of his director. Like, the first one was bombastic and it gripped me and it got my attention. Then I was hooked and I just kept watching. And then it's like, and the thing is, when it entered other themes, okay, because this Shaolin guy right, works at this club which is run by thugs. Mm-hmm. And then, like, this girl who's chasing the dream of being a singer, okay, basically she lives with, like, a really evangelical, really uh, Bible-thumping father who is, like, really against her singing and, like, you know, telling her that this is all, like, devil music. And then, her uncle is like some super corrupt politician type dude. Okay, and played perfectly by Jimmy Smith. Oh, <laughs> He's wow. back, yo. Alright. I haven't seen that guy for a while since NYPD Blue. Dude, I've been a fan since LA Law. Okay, oh, that's man. how old I am. <laughs> no, but like and then like, you know, how he I can't believe he was in the Phantom Menace. The fuck that. <laughs> anyway, come on. Inevitable Star Wars episode two. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no and he is basically, you know, trying to campaign to kind of like you know uh, build uh, rebuild the community so he's he's kind of got that Pablo Escobar vibe mm-hmm. where he, he he may be a gangster but he's, he's got a heart of gold he actually cares about people and uh, aside from the cast I mean, I mean everybody does a good job um, and there's also like the slimy record producer who like kind of discovers the, uh, you know the girl singer who's like who sings it oh man a lot of things go on <laughs> And the thing is, it's paced very nicely. Mm. Okay. The only problem I have with it is like, you know, sometimes it gets very melodramatic. But I mean, I guess because if it is that West Side Story kind of like, you don't, you know, show your love, you have to sing your love. Yep, yep. You know, stuff like that happens. But I mean, it's a solid B+. I would give it like 7.5 to 8 upon 10. 
great show. Not, great not music. a fan of the the more dramatic stuff in between. Uh, I mean, it kind of. I mean, it borders on corny, uh, right. but it's still entertaining to watch, you know. And it's on Netflix. Okay, I think the first season is over. It's really short. Okay, okay. You, you can definitely go through this in an evening or maybe a, like a day if you want to take your time. I'm definitely more attracted to Stranger Things, but yeah, I'm gonna give this a shot because again, mm. I like Romeo and Juliet. I surprisingly like Great Catsby despite everyone else's opinions about it. Really? Yeah, it's alright. It's alright. I was bored out of my mind, man. What okay, and I read the book. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> I did not read the book. I actually found this movie pretty entertaining for some reason. Like, just the way that Leonardo DiCaprio talks, Tony Robbins, why that's and all that. I think probably the problem I have with Great Gatsby. Okay. You didn't like Leonardo DiCaprio? No, like I said, like he, Will Smith, and Tom Cruise. Like I mean, there's probably other actors, right? But these are the kind of guys, when I look at them, I don't see the character. I see the actor. I mean, when he says the whole old sport thing, the way he just tries to mim- do that whole accent. New Yorkish, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know what kind of accent it is, but... That's the thing that I was captured by. It, you know, it couldn't have been me. any worse than his Boston accent from The Departed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> got, got a good weird. <laughs> <laughs> and he's actually like, the next, like next to Matt Damon who's actually from the area. He's like, <laughs> you sound like, Dude. legit. You sound like a parody. <laughs> 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 or even worse, like what, what that pigeon language he did in Blood Diamonds. Okay. Stop <laughs> fucking doing voices, Leo. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, in a nutshell, okay, the Get Down, Stranger Things, Star Trek Collection, best things I've seen on Netflix so far. Uh, probably in future episodes, I will dive into other shows. Probably this American Crime Story show. Yep, yep, yep. And, like, Not like, Netflix, but still great. Good yeah, stuff. but yeah. You know, like, so, uh, Netflix, if you're paying attention, give us money. We're pimping your shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're selling out as fast as we can. Okay? Uh, you can go find out where the office goes. They are Singapore offices. See what I can do. I'll do. <laughs> At least, you know. Yes, please, everybody subscribe to Netflix, okay? Yeah. This episode brought to you by Stranger Things. <laughs> Ding! Can you see our teeth shining or oh, mirrors, no. <laughs> reflection and whatnot? Yeah. I think we can call it, I think you could call it a day for podcast. You think? Yep. Okay, yes. Got a lot. <laughs> so that is all the content we have for this uh, episode. So next week... We have week, no idea what we're going to talk about next week. Probably or the week after. more Gamescom, probably... I would like to go back to the mascot thing we discussed. But again, anything's up near there. Yeah, I think we need to go... I mean, we haven't done a list show since the Street Fighter versus... Yeah, we haven't, actually. Yeah, we could do that. We could okay, do that. so, like, uh, boys and girls, men and women, okay. All those listening out there. Lots more content coming your way. I've been your host, Shafiq. And this is Mr. Tafi signing out and saying goodnight. Get down!